Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where I aspire to help others through honest conversation, personal experiences, and biblical encouragement. I talk about life, the Bible, mental health, and so much more. We believe that being equipped allows God's grace to keep us focused on the purpose of the church, in which we are a group of redeemed sinners who are growing into Christ's likeness together. I wholeheartedly believe that God equips those who feel as though they are unequipped, and I want to share this good news with you. Enjoy the episode. I'm pumped you're here. I'm pumped to be here. It's approximately 8.36 on Thursday, the day before this is supposed to come out. It's been a busy, busy, busy week, but it's been a good week, hence uh, why I'm just now sitting down to record this. Normally, I like to have it done before um, 8 o'clock at night on Thursday, but I'm glad to at least just be sitting here talking to y'all. We've got another solo episode for you. Um, this is going to be a good episode, and it's something you know that, oddly enough, I'm able to apply to myself this week um, and kind of talk to you all a little bit about what that looks like and what that means. Um, so a little bit of catch-up. What's been going on this week? Man, we've been gearing up for final exams, which start next week for me, and then we also have been gearing up for um, just the final projects, assignments, all of that lovely stuff. Um, it kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. And then on top of that, my computer is as slow as a snail. So that never helps anything. I've got to, I've got to make the investment and just, you know, pull the plug and buy a new computer at some point. I got a, I have a Lenovo yoga and I think my dad convinced me to (laughs) get a Lenovo when I came to school and not get an Apple because both my sisters had apples. And we never had any issues with them, but we were like, let's just try something different. Worst mistake. Personally, I can't stand my laptop. Um, Nonetheless, I'm grateful, though, to have a laptop. But yeah, I'm looking for a uh, MacBook Pro now. Um, Sorry about that. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm uh, roommates just came in. But yeah, nonetheless, I'm excited for this episode, I'm excited to be back. I hope that all of y'all have had a good week and y'all have um, just been just been beat bopping along like I have. Uh, this week, I kind of give you a little bit of background on the episode itself. So the episode itself um, was kind of an inspiration from a sermon I heard this past weekend uh, at church. I go to Thomas Road Baptist Church here in Lynchburg. Um, And it was a sermon by Charles Billingsley. And basically the sermon series right now is just all about, um, they had a lot of other members kind of like text in uh, or, or, you know, message in the type of sermons that they wanted to hear. And so um, 
basically one of the things that we're talking about is anxiety. Uh, and I know I've done a few um, episodes on anxiety before, but uh, I kind of wanted to revisit the topic solely because the episode that we, um, or the sermon that I heard this past weekend was so good. I thought that a lot of it was worth sharing with y'all and worth sharing um, just kind of my ideas about what they said and then a little bit outside of it. So a lot of what I'm going to get, I give complete credit to Charles Billingsley for um, who preached it on Sunday. Um, but I also wrote a little bit of notes on my own as well. Uh, but the sermon itself was out of Matthew 6, um, particularly Matthew six twenty-five through 34. Um, and I'm just going to read that to y'all because I think it's important to kind of know what it's talking about when we start talking about the actual topic itself. Uh, but it says, it's entitled, Do Not Be Anxious. And it says, Therefore I tell you, so do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor they reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of his life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and how neither they how excuse me how neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I thought that this was... Perfect. Um, I've read this again. I'm sorry if you can hear stuff there. They just came in. Um, I, I read this, I've read this many times, um, in, in, in many, just one second, but, uh, sorry, I'm back. But, um, basically I've read this passage many times and I think it's so applicable to our day to day lives because, um, anxiety, especially in today's society is more present than it ever has been before. I think that uh, there's a lot that goes to that, like the times that we live in. I think the having social media at our fingertips, having our phones at our fingertips, a lot of that stuff plays into our anxieties. But I also just believe that our um, anxieties surrounding life are more present than they ever have been. Um, there's, like I said, a lot that you could attribute to that. But at the end of the day, when we live in an anxious society, we have the job of being able to navigate that society in an effective way and, 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 and navigating it in a way that um, people have, you know, people have done for years, but trying to change the, the stigma surrounding it. So talking about it more, uh, but also changing, um, I guess, what's changing our perspective on it uh, for or for tomorrow. Um, and this is why I desire to kind of share this sermon with y'all to hopefully be able to um, equip, maybe better equip y'all when y'all are going through spurts of anxiety or um, maybe anxiety is something that you deal with uh, more commonly and, and, and 
I think that a lot of these things that he said were just so true and so applicable. Um, so anxiety is actually replace depression on the number one on the list of number one um i guess mental health uh issues that americans struggle with particularly in teens i think that it's so common in teens and 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 so prevalent um nowadays because of the world that we live in i mean it doesn't take a genius to see the world that we live in today and realize that something about tomorrow needs to change um at the end of the day it's it's true and that's that's honestly just how it is um, so one of the quotes that he, he, he entitled his sermon, uh, kind of like fear to faith. I think a better title for what it is that we're talking about is I love fear to faith, but when you hear the word fear, um, it think of fear as an overarching word and out of fear comes depression, anxiety, you know, mental health issues, um, all of that stuff. So you might hear me say fear, but I, I'm meaning kind of anxiety, depression, all of that stuff that's kind of falling into, um, you know, a vast array of, of just the word fear. Um, so we talked about kind of started out how fear can rob us um, of our peace, which is so true. I think um, we have gone all gone through times where we have been so anxious that our peace has just been robbed. Uh, I think that fear and, and anxiety is something that um, commonly robs uh, of us our joy. But um, I think that fear often robs of, robs us of our peace uh, because we allow it. And like I said, it's my goal to um, help equip y'all so that that doesn't happen. Um, ultimately, it's Christ that equips us to be able to do that. But uh, some of the tips that he gave was just so applicable. I was like, I want to share with it. Um, it talks about in the Bible the word fear. I guess fear is a great word to use here because it says fear can rob us of our peace. Um, and he talked about how the only healthy fear is the fear of the Lord. So truly knowing how to fear the Lord. Um, and I think that a great passage for that is uh, reading Proverbs. Proverbs starts with understanding what the fear of the Lord is. And it does such a good job of um, talking about what the fear of the Lord is and how to do that and then how to apply that in your life. And I do believe that that really is one of the um, only healthy fears, um, which is the fear of the Lord and the fear of God. So maybe you hear those words and you say, man, I'm, I struggle to really understand what the fear of the Lord is. Um, I would direct you to go to Proverbs and just kind of start reading Proverbs. Um, and I would really suggest reading it with a commentary. I read uh, enduring uh, Proverbs, and um, I've read it with Enduring Word, which is a commentary. It's an app you can find on your phone, um, computer, and it's by a pastor named David Guzik. But he uses a lot of different pastors and quotes in there, so it's not just solely his commentary. But I highly suggest going and reading Proverbs if you're in the boat of maybe wanting to better understand what the fear of the Lord is and how the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Um Specifically in the day we live in today, uh, he talked about how the presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is avoidable. And that was a quote by Max Locato that Charles said, and I thought that that was so fitting in today's world because the presence of anxiety is all around us. Um, and, and, and in this world, it is unavoidable. However, we don't have to put ourselves in the prison of anxiety if we know how to treat and deal with our anxiety. Um, but it's when we don't that a lot of times we feel like we can be in a prison. And I've often felt that in my life because I've struggled with anxiety for years and years. Um, and the last six months, honestly, just being completely real, like I've been 
that train has, has slowed and I've been really good with it. Um, but this past week, it has just ramped up for me. Um, a lot of times it can be situational, but there are times where it just kind of creeps up about random things. Uh, but this week it's been more situational. But um, at the end of the day, what I've had to do is ground myself in, in, in what Christ says about it and ground myself in understanding um, who Christ is and what he created me for. And I think that one thing that was uh, a great point is he was talking about how when we feel those anxious thoughts coming, that should be a direct invitation to prayer. And so that's really what I've been trying to practice this week as a direct invitation to prayer when we are anxious because God knows our hearts, but he also desires for us to share them with him. And if we have kind of a heart of anxiety, he desires to know that and he desires to be able to take that um, burden off of us because it talks about how uh, he says, you know, my burden is, is light. Um, my yoke is my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, I might've got that back. You switched around, but either way you understand. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's true. Unhealthy fear is not from God. Unhealthy fear is from the evil one. Um, and as I was talking to kind of my dad today, just about how this week had gone and how I was feeling, I had to ground myself this week and understanding that anxiety is not from God. God is not a God of confusion. Um, God is not a God of chaos, but he is a God of peace and control. So if you feel anxiety in your life, one, present that to God um, and, and he will be able to aid you in that. But I think it's um, good to know that unhealthy fear or anxiety is not from God. Um, you can kind of read a little bit about that in 2 Timothy 1.7. Um, but basically... He then kind of started talking about this analogy that he used, and I thought it was a good way of kind of seeing anxiety. So anxiety, a lot of times, like, yes, you can sometimes physically see it, but this was a completely different thing. Um, we've all woken up on mornings where there has been, like, intense fog or uh, intense, you know, what does fog do? It, it distorts your vision. Um, it allows you to not be able to see as far, but fog can do a lot of damage. There's a lot of car wrecks in fog a lot of um, just like it can just destroy people's lives, to be completely honest. Uh, but he started talking about how one acre of fog, so think of like a farm, like one acre of fog is only, it only equates to five ounces of water. One acre of fog only equates to five ounces of water, yet it causes so much damage. And I think that's so true because anxiety is pretty much the same way where um, something that we deem maybe so big is in reality is so little, yet we allow anxiety to come in and just destroy um, a large part of our life and a large part of our days. I mean, I've spent days and days on end um, allowing anxiety to destroy my day, destroy my weeks, destroy my months. And I just decided to say, you know, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I need to better equip myself to be able to deal with what it is that I'm going through, which is why God allowed me to go through that, but he showed me the only natural way to uh, go through it is with him and with his help, which is why I'm sharing this with y'all. So you've heard a little bit about unhealthy fear, unhealthy anxiety, and how it's not from God. Um, so how can we kind of defeat the fear or anxiety that is in our life? So Matthew 6, 24 talks about how you cannot be ruled by two masters. Um, and I think that's so true because... A lot of times when, when we focus so much on our anxieties, we focus on 
that being a master in our lives, because you look at like, what does a master do? A master controls, a master not necessarily manipulates in, in anxiety's term. Yes, it does. But in, in a master controls um, one's life. And I think a lot of times we allow that anxiety to be our master in our life. And because it is our master in our life, it controls us on a day-to-day basis. We allow our situational anxiety to cripple us. Um, We allow it to hurt us and we allow it to harm us. And so it talks about here that we can't serve two masters. And so as a Christian, if we're serving God, but we're also serving our anxiety, that is not okay. You know, we serve God, but we also serve our anxiety. And I'd be willing to bet because I've done this. We honestly spend a lot more time serving our anxiety than we do our God. Even when we say we're relying on God in reality, we're serving our anxiety and, and, and God is a jealous God because he has the right to be. And so we have to give up one of our masters. And that's the decision that you have to make. Are you going to give up God who's going to be able to help you through this? Or are you going to give up anxiety? And I'm not and I'm not meaning just, okay, it's a choice that you can give up. But when you learn how to equip yourself, or you learn how, um, how and where to go in the Bible to help you with these things, um, it does change and it allows you to do that. Like I said, when anxiety enters your life, it should be an invitation to prayer. When we when we see that, we should we should automatically go to God and say, God, this is how I'm feeling. Like I need your help because it's not a fight that we can fight on our own. And I had to learn that because I fought it and fought it and fought it for years. Um, but it wasn't really until recent that I realized, okay, like I can't serve two masters in this area. Um, so we must give up one. So. One of the tips to be able to help you do this is you really should be engaging with God seven days of the week. It's not just one of these things where we go to Sunday, we go to church on Sunday and we think that that covers our week, but engaging with God is a daily practice. Um, And and particularly for me, it normally starts with um, prayer about what I am reading. So I've been going through Genesis recently, but it's really been about prayer and what I'm reading and then it goes uh, into my scripture reading where I'll read for a little bit, a few chapters, and then I'll end it with prayer. And that normally is my routine. Again, your routine might be completely different, but you have to do what works for you. But it just goes to show that when you engage with God, um, a lot of times he will take care of the things that you are struggling with. But if we're not willing to engage with God and give what it is that we are struggling with to him, how do we feel like how do we think that God is going to be able to take what it is that we are struggling with and give it to him if we're not willing to engage with him? Um, and you engage with him through prayer, you engage with him through worship, you engage with him through scripture reading. So make those a daily part of your day. I've, I've been able to realize after I um, have spent seven days in the word, um, when I miss a day, it just really destroys my day. I, I allow the world to get, get to me a lot more. Um, and, it, and it hurts me and, and oftentimes makes my anxiety levels spike. Um, so we do this to combat the world. We do this to combat the things that um, are in this world. So anxiety, which is not from God. Um, so my encouragement to you is just get rid of the master that isn't God. And, and the, the way you do that is by engaging with God seven days out of the week. Um, another thing, too, is figuring out whose you are and who you are. So we are God's nonetheless. God is our master. God is our creator. God is our father. And when when you figure that out, it answers a lot of questions in life. 
when you when you struggle to realize where your identity is from, maybe you're putting it in someone or something that you're doing of this world. When we realize that our situational um, anxiety, situational and happiness, um, we live off situational happiness, and when it isn't in the right place, we get anxious about it. And and that's a lot of times when we don't know whose we are or or, or who we are as individuals. We are loved by God. We are cared for by God. We are redeemed by God. Um, and we are God's. So if we can understand that, it makes a lot more sense as to, um, you know, who we are and, 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 and everything. So um, really, God answers both of those questions. It's a two-pronged question, but the answer to both of them are God. And so I think we just have to realize that. Um, so... Another thing is, and it kind of goes back to engaging with God seven days out of the week, but Charles said you can't come to church on Sunday, ask to be fed, but not feed yourself during the week. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it's just like when you talk about being fed there, think about, you know, you can't you can't just feed yourself one day of the week and expect that to uh, suffice for the rest of the week. That's not how it is. Our body needs nutrients. Our not, body needs food. And, and just as that is, our spirit needs Christ. Our Holy Spirit needs Christ. So we have to be able to feed that effectively. But going to church on Sunday isn't just going to do that. You can't assume that going to church on Sunday, you're going to be able to combat everything throughout the week. Because one of the biggest things that helped me combat my anxiety was scripture memorization. But how do I expect to memorize scripture if I'm not in scripture? And so that's why being in scripture every day and in taking what it is that we are learning, especially in Matthew 25 um, through 34 and taking those verses and hiding it in our hearts. Therefore, when anxiety does come and we go to prayer, we're able to quote that scripture um, and allow it to be true to our hearts and allow it to be um, true to our brains. Like some of the verses that I've had in my heart is Matthew 25, which is therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Um, for what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on. Life is life not more than food and, and your body not more than clothing. Um, one verse, and I think it's probably my favorite verse in, in, in maybe all of Matthew, but specifically in these scripture verses that we're reading is verse 27, which it says, And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of his life? And, and it's almost like a funny a funny verse there because the answer to that is obviously no one like he's talking about how does being anxious add any value to your life how does which one of you by being anxious has added an hour to your life like what benefit does it have and the benefit there there aren't any benefits um yet we allow it to rule our life and oftentimes we serve it as it is it is our master so he's saying here being anxious about the things of this world and, and about the little things of life are not worth being anxious about. The things that we need to worry about are our our relationship with Christ. And, and he answers the what should we be worried about with the verse 34 where it says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So do not be anxious about what it is that is in the in, in the future. God will take care of that. You just have to trust God. And it's a lot easier, um, trusting God is a lot easier than being worried about what it is to come in the future. Because when we are worried about what it is to come in the future, a lot of times it means that we are, are there's a lack of trust in God. But when we just trust in God, it's as, as simple as, hey, 
Lord, I trust you. Your plan is fine. And we will be fine with whatever comes in the future because it is within the will of God. Um, so I think that we have to realize that um, and, and really understand it. Um, that, you know, and it goes back to what I said earlier about you can't come to uh, church on Sundays and, and, and expect to be for that to be sufficient for the week throughout. So engaging with God is something that you need to be doing every day. And I know it's a lot easier said than done, um, but it is something that I've gotten a little bit better at um, because before I was lucky to get in the word one day. Uh, and it wasn't because I um, just didn't have time because goodness knows I had time, but I wasn't prioritizing it. Uh, so prioritize some of that time that you prioritize maybe for something else and, 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 and be intentional to get in and engage with God. Um, and I'm not saying you've got to go from no days a week to seven days of the week, but maybe it's no days of the week to, you know, two to three days of the week. Allow, ask God, I'll ask God to, to work in your life and show you something in those two days. And man, when you start seeing the work and in the, in the way that the word allows you to feel and the work that God is doing within your life, you will not only want to spend just two or three days in there, but you're going to want a desire to spend every day in there. And that's what had happened with me. It was a fire that got lit. Um, but it's so true. So um, when fear and anxiety creep into your mind, it's a direct invitation to prayer. And and, and it go, talks about that in uh, Matthew uh, 6.33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Uh, so seek first the kingdom of God. So seek God. When you're going through these things and you're anxious, seek God. That's the go-to. It almost should get to the point where it's like a trigger for us that when we are anxious, boom, seek God. When we are fearful, boom, seek God. When we feel depressed, boom, seek God. Um, and God will give you the comfort that is needed to get through those times. And so, um, let me see. Uh, one other thing that he talked about uh, that helped helps with anxiety is um, worry and anxiety or fear cannot exist with gratitude. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 talks about that. Um, and I think that's so true. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is a great passage to read if you find yourself being anxious. Um, basically, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything in prayer, petition, submit your request to God. Uh, and so I think that that is so... Let me, try, let me find it because I want to read that to you. I think that that is a... Um, thought I had it marked in here. I think that that, that, that is, it's, it's worth Roman. It's worth, uh, finding and and reading, uh, in here. I thought I had it marked in here somewhere. Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. There's so many good verses that you can apply to, uh, you know, just a number of different things. Um, specifically, you know, anxiety. And I think that, again, being able to hide God's word in your heart um, is so powerful because when you do hide God's word in your heart, you're allowing yourself to be able to um, combat the things of this world, which are so prevalent. And, and in a world where, where, man, you look outside and it's almost easier to get more fearful and fearful for what it is that's going on there, we need to have things that we're able to combat uh, the world with. And, and the big thing of that is with Scripture. So Philippians 4, um, 6 and 7 excuse me, says, 
Uh, rejoice, and I'm going to read it from Philippians 4 all the way down to verse 9, but it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonable reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but every every but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and, and the God of peace will be with you. So when we practice this these things, um, the God of peace will be with us. And so practice going to God when you are anxious. Practice giving your anxieties to God and, and God will grant peace over you. Um, so sometimes when we pray and when we go to God, um, we just straight up ask for healing. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that that is a bad thing, but I think we need to be careful if we're just going and asking God straight for healing, because sometimes what we are going through, God has a greater purpose and a greater lesson in as he is teaching it to us. And we have to go through it to learn that lesson. So instead of maybe asking God to just heal us, maybe ask God to show us something in the midst of what we are going through. Don't be so quick to ask for healing, but instead be quick to see how God can use the circumstances you're in for his good and his glory. That was one of the things that were so prevalent in my life when I was really going through um, dark times and, and, and really going through anxieties and depression. All I was praying for was healing. I was praying to be healed. And, and God kind of reshifted my mindset and, and said, instead of praying for healing, why don't you pray and see where I can be used in this current situation? Um, and when I saw that, I saw that my gratitude existed so much more. And when gratitude exists, worry cannot exist. Worry cannot exist with gratitude. And that talks about that in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So, um... The, the, the next thing that I want to say is as I was listening to this sermon and we started singing again at the end, God just kind of put this quote on my mind um, and I thought it was so true and I wanted to share it with you. Um, but I was just kind of writing down for my own sake what it is that God has, has done and showed me through my anxiety. And I hit on it a second ago, but I said, as my faith has gotten stronger, my fear has gotten less. But sometimes God uses our fears to strengthen our faith. Um, and I think that that is so true. And it was God that showed me this, that as my faith has gotten stronger, as I've prioritized spending time with him, as I have you know, prioritized being in his word um, and, and being present and engaging with him, my fear and my anxieties have gotten less of this world. And, and, and I can honestly say that. But I will say that sometimes God uses the fears and, and anxieties in our life to strengthen our faith. And I will say that again, as my faith has gotten stronger, my fear has gotten less. But sometimes God uses our fears to strengthen our faith. So instead of asking for healing and healing and healing, which again, sometimes is not always a bad thing to ask, Ask how God can use this to strengthen your faith. Because maybe what you are going through right now 
is because God desires your strength to be, or your faith to be strengthened. So again, maybe what you're going through right now, God desires your faith to be strengthened. Um, but God uses challenges in our lives to strengthen our faith and and and, and provide perseverance. Just like um, he kind of he kind of talked about here. Give give your thanksgiving or thanksgiving and let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we give our requests to God with thanksgiving, so hey God, even though you know, I know that you've got a greater purpose in what it is that I'm going through right now. God, thank you for waking me up today. When you start thanking God for the things in your life, even when when you're struggling, even when your life feels like a total failure, God woke you up that day. That in and of itself is worth being thankful for. Because that means when God woke you up, that means he had a plan and purpose for your life. Therefore, you're able to go without your day, throughout your day, even if everything else in that life fails. Even if even if that day sucks, he woke you up, which means you have a plan and purpose. And so you are able to take those failures or whatever it is that that, that day brings, and you are able to kind of filter it through two ways. You're able to filter it through the world, or you're able to filter it through God. And when you filter it through God, your eyes and ears change to the world even when your day sucks. Um, and so, again... Maybe God right now, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you're going through depression, anxiety, divorce. Um, you know, you're struggling to forgive yourself. You're struggling to forgive others. I don't know what it is, but I do know that there is a vast array of different things that God might be, you know, allowing us to go through for us and, and for our faith to be strengthened. Um, so I guess the, one of the questions I kind of want to leave you with today is when fear and anxiety creep in your mind, you know, basically, when fear knocks at your door, will faith answer? You know, the question I want to leave with you today is, when fear knocks at your door, will faith answer? And that's something that only only you can answer. That's something that only you know and something that only um, you can you can understand. And, and my, my encouragement is to you, everything that I said in here, engage with God. Engage with God as much as you can because when you engage with God as much as you can, your anxiety becomes less. Do not worry about what tomorrow brings. But if you find yourself in this place where you are worried and and, and you are fearful in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you all have a great weekend. Um, it looks to be like it might be a little bit rainy this weekend, so maybe uh, you'll be inside, but or maybe it's a great a great time for you to engage with God. I really encourage you this week um, to engage with God every single day, um, and and maybe it's not something that you typically do, but it's a challenge uh, that I give y'all this week. Engage with God this week you know, five to 10 minutes a day and see what it does for you. I will ask God to show you something. Ask God, pray, pray, you know, allow your prayer life to be strengthened, allow, allow your scripture reading to be strengthened. And, and you will realize when, when you are intentional about getting in God's word, man, the worship, your worship changes, the way you see life changes, the way you deal with things changes. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
again, please never be afraid to reach out. I hope you all um, have enjoyed these episodes. Again, our merch is out now. Our merch is, you can get that through our um, bio and our Instagram. Our Instagram is equipped.podcast. That's E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, and you can grab that merch in there. Um, it turned out to be uh, really good, really well. So I'm excited um, to maybe see some of y'all wearing that and, and, and um, excited that y'all are uh, supporting the podcast. So I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Um, I love you guys. I hope you have a great, great weekend. Engage with God this week. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out.